With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Good afternoon, Southwest Florida. Welcome to the Larry Tipco Show on 1070 The Zone, where Charlotte County comes to play. Broadcasting from our Howard's Pool World Studios, where they did invent pool service, they perfected it. We're playing that song for Bill Sieber and the St. Louis Blues. Congratulations. Blues are going to take on the Boston Bruins in the Stanley Cup Finals. Of course, last night the Blues whipped up on San Jose 5-1 to in Game 6 of the Western Conference Finals to clinch the series, their third win in a row. And after the victory, of course, they were presented with the Campbell Bowl as the playoff winners of the West. And as tradition dictates, nobody from their team touched the trophy. Superstition. You do not touch the trophy unless it's the ultimate one. The Stanley Cup. But just for the record, from 2016 to 2018, three teams did touch their conference trophy, and they did go on to win it all. So maybe the superstition is a little overrated. But just in case, the Blues did avoid touching the Campbell Bowl. But here we are. We're ready, man. Stanley Cup Finals, Bruins and Blues. The last time the Blues were in this position, it was 1970, and they had to play the Bruins. Bruins won that series, by the way. But we're rooting for the Blues in this one. At least we are in this studio. And we're going to talk a little bit more about that when Bill gets here in just a little bit. Meantime, as we all speculated yesterday, Nautikum Sue has been signed by the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Uh, One-year deal, I do not have the numbers. I've looked everywhere. Overthecap.com has Gerald McCoy gone and has a $13 million surplus. Does not have Nautikum Sue on the roster. ESPN does not have the numbers. Uh, ProFootballTalk.com does not have the numbers. Nobody knows how much Nautikum Sue is getting paid. He made, what, $15 million last year? Actually, actually, I think he made a little bit more. Yeah, he made a little bit more than Gerald McCoy did last year. Yeah, granted, he was sitting on, on the open market. I don't know what his numbers are, but if I had to speculate... I'm guessing they're paying Nauticum Sue anywhere from nine to eleven million dollars, maybe even twelve million dollars. I don't know how much they're really saving by cutting Gerald McCoy and bringing in Nauticum Sue. Those numbers are not out yet, but to me, that's a very significant number because the whole reason of getting rid of Gerald McCoy was the fact that you have salary cap space to go out and sign multiple players and multiple needs, not just sign one guy. And Nauticum Sue, 
The reason I the reason he's been sitting on the open market for so long is because he had a compensatory pick attached to him. So if somebody signed Nautica Sue before a certain date, they'd have to give up a draft pick. So now that that's expired. So now anybody can go out and sign Nautica Sue for as much money as you want, and they don't have to give up anything. I think that was the whole reason why Nautica Sue is sitting out there in the open market at this point. But I, I, there's been, you know, we all know he's been kind of a dirty player. He's had several incidences with other NFL players in his career. And now that he's in Tampa Bay, he's going to have to be teammates with one such player. Uh, Sue is now teammates with center Evan Smith. Those two guys uh, had a little altercation back in 2011 on Thanksgiving Day. Remember that? Uh, when uh, Evan Smith was with the Green Bay Packers? Yeah, Nautikum Sue was lined up over him. Uh, there was a little bit of a stomping on the leg. A little, oh, it, was, it, it got ugly. So, And now these two guys are going to have to lock up in practices now? <laughs> oh, boy. That's going to be an issue. I don't know. I... I I really don't have an opinion on the Nautica Sioux signing until I see the, the numbers. I want to know how much the Tampa Bay Buccaneers are actually paying him. Is it a low, like, $4 or $5 million figure with incentives? Are they paying him one lump sum? How much of a, how much of a cap space is he going to take up? I, I'm still waiting to see those numbers. And for some reason, even Adam Schaefer doesn't know that. I tweeted at Adam Schaefer and asked him if he knew the answer to this question. And he couldn't find the answer to it. He, well, he didn't respond yet. <laughs> he said he would try to find that up. But... Right now, I still don't know how much Nautikum Sue is making. Let's just say he is coming here on a bargain. Let's say we're paying him three and a half, four million dollars a year. Then I think, yeah, Nautikum Sue is totally worth it. Yeah, he might have some issues in the lock. That, that's the thing. God, man. Okay, Nautikum Sue said he came here because of the whole. The, he, he can make the most money here, is what he said, because he doesn't have to pay state tax. I get that, but he was here with Miami too. I just want to know what kind of player we're getting in Nautikum Sue. Is he getting me motivated? It is a one year deal, so that. Like there, I like that, just for the fact that he might be motivated to play at, at, at the elite level that he is capable of playing at, just so he could parlay that into a better deal next year, make some more money. But man, if things don't go all right here in Tampa Bay, Nautikum Sue is going to be the first guy to cause friction and problems. You thought Deshaun Jackson was an issue? Oh, wait till you see Nautikum Sue get angry. I, yeah, I don't know. He's just at least Sean Jackson had friends and allies around the league. I, I really don't know if Nottingham Sioux does. I've never really heard anybody say anything positive about Nottingham Sioux as far as former teammates go. All I've heard is the bad stuff. You know, hey, he's a dirty player. He takes cheap shots. Uh, he gets fined a lot. He does. He does get fined a lot. But like Bill said, the only time he really misses games is when he's suspended. So as long as he stays out of trouble on the field, he, he's never been a problem off the field. It's always been on the field. It's just like. It's like he seems to have anger issues when he's on the field. And he just doesn't know how to channel it properly. Well, maybe this is the time. He's older now. He's wiser. He's, he's in his 30s now. He's been in the league quite some time. So maybe, you know, some players, it takes a while for them to uh, grow up and mature, a.k.a. Jameis Winston. I'm hoping this is the year it happens for him. But bringing Nautikum Sue to this defensive line will make them edgier. I think it will add a certain element of toughness to that defensive line. Something what I... I I, I like Daryl McCoy, but I just feel like he wasn't that tough guy. You know, he isn't that brawler in the middle. You know, and that's what you need at defensive tackle. You need like that that Fred Smurless type of guy. You know, just who will get down and dirty and just do whatever it takes, take on multiple blocks. That's something Nadakumsu could do, and that's something he can teach Vita Vea too. So I think this helps Vita Vea in the long run too. So, but 
We'll see. It all comes down to how much they're paying them. And if it's anything over $7 million, to me, it's not worth it. I think they should have just stayed with a youth movement on the defensive line and focus on improving the offensive line. Because I still feel like the offensive line needs a lot more work than the defensive line ever did. I mean, you still got Carl Nassib. You still got Bo Allen on the edges. And now, and not a, it's a 3-4 defense. You, you're not going to put Vita Vea and Nadekam Sue on the defensive line together. They're going to be rotating in and out. So, I don't know. We'll see how this works out. But right now, as far as Nadekam Sue, I'm on the fence. I, it could go either way. And to me, it's going to come down to salary when it comes down to that. Uh, real quick before Bill gets here and we talk hockey, uh, LeBron James, I want to talk a little basketball. Oh, Raptors. Raptors won again last night. That's two in a row. Take it from the Milwaukee Bucks. We'll get to that a little bit too. But LeBron... He's worried. Yeah. He's worried that all the Lakers drama and all everything that's going on, it's going to impact free agency. It was a very disappointing season for the L.A. Lakers, and it all ended with Magic Johnson just abruptly resigning, and we all know why, too. It's because of those emails. But since then, it, it really hasn't been great for LeBron James and company. Uh, you got the recent statements calling out Lakers general manager Rob Palenka. Uh, you got the uneasiness with the front office. So LeBron... He's worried that the drama is going to impact free agency. He's not going to be able to get some of his boys down there to play basketball <laughs> with him. And maybe we were speculating and saying it wasn't going to happen earlier, but who knows? Maybe the Lakers will trade LeBron after all. It's all this said and done. And wouldn't it be something if it's LeBron going to the Pelicans <laughs> with Zion and, and Anthony Davis? Even though I heard the Nets are interested in Anthony Davis, too. All right. Joining me in studio, it's Bill Siebert. How, how many tears did you shed last night in joy? <laughs> Quite a bit. I bet. I Quite said that a bit, too. Man. I was like, when they put that empty netter in, I was like, okay. Well, I, actually, it was 3-1 when I said like, it's over. But when they put the empty netter in, it was When done. it was 4-1, I was convinced. Yeah. Um, it was 3-1. When, 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 when they put the own goal in yeah. off of Nyquist, when he basically put it in his own net, that's mm-hmm. when I was convinced that we were going to win. Yep. But um, I was a little worried. Uh, when they scored that, when they scored their goal, mm-hmm. um that was that was that got me a little bit worried, and then the third period I was worrisome because we couldn't get a shot on net. Uh, they had like seven shots before we actually got our first chance, so I was a little bit nervous. But but um, all uh, in all, I was pretty they, confident throughout the game. They, it seemed like we were on with our puck. Our puck control was there. Our puck management was a little bit off, but but we did the job. And defensively, these guys were just a beast again, blocking shots, stopping guys. From, you got to admit though, and, and here's you got to admit though, the Sharks were gassed. The Sharks were good. <laughs> they, um, they, they were done. They were, without without they their looked, three best players, just, without three of their best players, they just too, looked on the worn out. Yeah, they were they were they were definitely worn down. They, yeah. they, that's that, but that's St. Louis. St. Louis yeah. does that. St. Louis did that to yeah. them throughout the series. They yeah. wore them down, mm-hmm. and and even not the, just physically, it looked like they were emotionally the ho- drained. <laughs> yeah, well, probably at that point. Uh, yeah. But even the hockey guy, who's a, a guy who I listen to, I watch on YouTube a lot. He's very knowledgeable. Mm-hmm. Um, great, does great shows on YouTube, and even he said that. He said. This St. Louis team just wore them Warm down up. game by game, Six games. bit by bit. And that's why I said to you after game three, mm-hmm. I said, if you go back on the tapes, I said, I don't, I just really didn't think St. Louis was going to lose another game in that series after that. And they won three in a row. And they won three in a row and won the series. Yes, and, and that's that's basically where I was coming from is I thought that we were going to, it already started, it already showed, in my mm-hmm. opinion, that we were starting to wear them down after game three. Especially if it went overtime. Even though we lost, the game yep. went overtime. They still had to go out there and play more. And the, and the Sharks, you got to give them credit. They were coming at us with everything they had. Even last night, they were still coming at us with everything they had, but yep. they just couldn't get well, they, they just couldn't. They were pushing, but they just couldn't push mm-hmm. through. 
And that's a credit to St. Louis, and that's a credit to blocking shots. And, and you know, I'm just going to say this right now. You know, I'm getting a lot of heat from Boston fans already. Oh, yeah. oh you will. Already. Oh, you will. The series hadn't even started. Listen to this one. Oh, yeah. The guy last night tells me, he's like, I don't, first he's like, I don't care who we play. You guys, you guys can win or San Jose can win. He's like, the Bruins are winning it all. Mm-hmm. And he's like, we'll, we'll sweep whoever comes in. I yep, that's, like, oh, that's here Boston we go. attitude. I was like, here we go. Here uh-huh. we go. Already Boston fans talking. We're not even in the cup yet. Yep. I'm like, okay. I'm like, let's just, I said, let's just see what happens. Mm-hmm. And I'm just, by, by the end of the night, it, it, as, as the night wore down and we got closer to 8 o'clock, Mm-hmm. I, I, then I hear the words, well, you know, I'd rather play San Jose than you. I go, oh, so there is a little doubt that, that, <laughs> that you will be. No, no, there's no doubt. We'll be whoever is what he replied mm-hmm. back. And I said, but you just said to me that you'd rather play San Jose. So yep. that tells me that you have doubts about playing the Blues. And this is why I say I think the Blues can be the Bruins' worst nightmare. I think so, too. And I'll tell and you then, why, And too. I'll tell you why. All right. Because of Petrangelo and Pareko. Mm-hmm. These guys will, are not going to let Marchant and Bergeron Get to get to Bennington. They're not going to do it. They yeah. didn't let Dallas do it. They didn't let San Jose do it. And San Jose is known for that kind of thing. And they did not let San Jose get to Bennington at all. Yeah. That's a big reason right there why I really think this is going and this is going to be a very low scoring series. If Rask is anything and and here's the other thing too, Rask has been off for two weeks. Mm-hmm. It's not going to make a big deal because the Blues are going to be off for about a week, too, because the game is Monday, Monday night. Monday night. So both teams. But the Blues need this little bit of rest. I think the Bruins need a little bit of rest, too. But did the Bruins get too much rest? That's what I'm hoping. They're rusty. And that's what I'm hoping, too. They'll be a but little bit rusty I, coming out of the game. Right, this is especially. what I like. I like the fact that you right now, as far as I'm concerned, the Blues have all the momentum going into this yes, series. Yes, and they have a ton of momentum. And everything, yes, mm-hmm. yes. All the stars seem to be aligned yes. for us. And, and this is a guy talking that's watched this team for 44 years. Yeah, well, <laughs> well, here's the thing, too, man. It's, the stars it's, it's playoff. One alive. thing I've learned over the years, it doesn't matter how much talent you put on the ice when it comes to playoff hockey. It all comes down to emotion and a momentum and how physical you can play. You can have mm-hmm. the best. You can have five Wayne Gretzky's on the ice. It doesn't matter if they can't take a hit. <laughs> we, yeah. What lightning proved that to me. You're all right. right. And right You're now, right. all the emotion and all the momentum is on the blue side. I also like the fact they're carrying that underdog label into the Stanley Cup Finals as well because so everyone's got the Bruins picked oh, in yeah. this win. It's so win this. So, so I'm so mm-hmm. happy about that. Yeah. I, uh, that, that pleases me more yeah, than anything. Me because too. It's, it's, it's been no the story of their, our yeah. year. It's been the story of our year. The January 3rd, we had the worst record in right. NHL. No team has ever come back mm-hmm. and made it to a Stanley Cup yeah. final after be, having the worst record after January 1st. Yeah. So this is something, we've done something that no other NHL team... Lucky Land Casino, asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car, before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. In the history of the NHL has ever done before, Larry. The Bruins are going into the cup confident, mm-hmm. maybe overconfident. Yes. And we all know how Boston organizations going to championship games Confident. And I have another. I have another little. Rip Patriots sixteen and zero lose and the Super Bowl. I have, I, yeah, yeah, you're right. Red Sox supposed to come storming out of the gates after winning the World Series. Yeah, yeah they're barely at five hundred right now. Mm-hmm. 
The Celtics were a bust after going to the NBA Finals the yeah. next year. You know, they choke. You know, boss, you know, as much as they win championships, they choke just as much. They do. And here's another interesting tidbit, too. St. Louis and Boston have mashed up for the most championship series, no matter what sport, yeah. football, yeah, baseball, a, hockey. That's, why, any two that's cities why my post last night was like, oh, sports. oh, Boston, it would be you. Like, Boston, like seriously. Yeah. It, Matter of fact, the last time the Blues were in the Stanley Cup was 1970 course, against, against the Boston the Bruins. Bruins. Bobby Orr. <laughs> yeah. The miraculous Bobby Orr going overtime. Yeah, it's just so that. weird how that just plays that, out. You know, here's the thing, too. That was back when we were expansion team, too. Mm-hmm. And the Blues 1970? All the expansion teams in 68. The Blues made the Cup 68, 69, right. 70 yeah, have never been back since. Yeah. They, their first year of existence was 68. But that's when they only had two teams in their division, right? <laughs> yeah, exactly. It was all the expansion teams. They yeah. put all the expansion in teams one in div- one division. Yeah. And so, yeah, they were. Yeah, they ended up being the best out of the expansion teams. So yeah. they, but, but they never they, won a cup. They never won a cup. Oh, yeah. They got there three times, never won. Mm-hmm. They got swept by the Bruins in 70. That was the last time yeah. we made it. But here's my interesting little, another little interesting tidbit on why I think the Blues are maybe a little bit favored here. And, and I, I just think this is ironic that uh-huh. – Last season, the St. Louis Blues, instead of cutting Jordan Bennington, uh, loaned him out to the Boston Bruins. <laughs> really? <laughs> and that, they, that's did. Interesting. they did. For, for about a week, he was loaned out to the Boston Bruins minor league team. He played against four of these guys that are playing in the, in the, in the finals. Oh, wow. Against the Bruins. Mm-hmm. So he does know a little bit about the Bruins, does yeah. know a little bit about these guys and whatnot. So I, I like that. That 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 tells me that 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 he know his insight and and he, and if you watch his interviews, the kid is all business. I, I don't want to say kid; he's a man. The man is all business. <laughs> he he literally he's not saying anything. And it's like the entire team. The entire team has been like this. And like when Bennington literally said last night in his interview, "Well, it's just it's time for us to move on to the next round and do what we got to do." Basically, and it's like wow, he didn't say move on to the finals. You know, he didn't he didn't you know. Go that route. Didn't say we've reached our goal. We're, we're ready to move on to the next round. We're ready. And that's what I wanted to hear. Mm-hmm. More than anything, I, I just got chills just say, just saying that just because that's what I wanted to hear my goaltender say. Yeah, <laughs> I want him to be ready, and he's ready right now to go back out there tomorrow if yeah. need be, and that's yeah. what I love about Bennington. It's that rare to have a, a goalie that can speak English. <laughs> yeah, that too. That too. That too. Yeah, but French or thing. Russian. You, and the thing about you look at Boston. Who have they had to play? Uh, can we go? Uh, Toronto was their beast. That was their beast that they had to play in the first round. Carolina. Carolina. Well, well, that was a joke. After, well Columbus. Columbus. That, mm, hey, should have been the Lightning. Should have been the Lightning. But mm-hmm. Columbus, they, they, Columbus was spent because they threw all their bullets at the Lightning. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. And then Carolina was spent because they're basically Carolina. <laughs> Carolina should even if you been think there. about this, think about this. Columbus, big layoff. Yep. They got swept by the Bruins. Yep. Pretty much. Uh, Carolina, huge layoff, got swept by the Bruins. Yep. Everybody they've played there has had a layoff of well, some see, sort. Neither and the one team worried. they didn't. Have a layoff, almost beat them. Mm-hmm. Then that series goes six. Well, it goes six or seven games. Oh, the, what, the, the Bruins, the Bruins, Bruins uh, Leafs. Oh, the, oh, that went six. I think, I think that went yeah. six. Yeah. yeah. So, but that still that was, Toronto that was gave the them the first round. Toronto gave them a run for their money yeah. in the first round. That was so, it. Yeah, that was, that it. was they, it. They basically coasted through the Eastern Conference, and finals. that's what I'm saying, though. But and they and also with Carolina, they didn't have uh, Morazic was out the entire series as well. They're starting goalie. That wasn't even a good series. They won every. Series, I think they, they won every game. I by think three you know goals what? or more. Uh, there was a. I think they well. They, they was five, of, some one, of those four, were one. Some of those were like empty nets yeah, though, where it was like two to one, and then they scored two empty net goals and went yeah, four to one. But you know, still. yeah. No, I hear you. But <laughs> yeah. if they had Morazic in that, it could be a different story. Maybe. I'm just saying. Just Maybe. saying. So at least it's a tougher series, I think, for them. Yeah. It doesn't go four. But right. 
I think the I think the Bruins are are, are gonna uh, like I said I think the Blues could possibly be the Bruins' worst nightmare heading into the finals. I really believe that. I think the Blues win in six. I hope you're right. I say it's gonna go seven. I, I say the Blues come out and will win the first two games. Mm-hmm. Boston's gonna wake up, win the next two games, <laughs> and then the Blues will win the next two games. That's how I think it's gonna go. Two, I two, hope two. you're right. I hope you're right. I really do. To yeah. be honest with you, that's um, what I think is gonna happen. I hope you're right, but yeah. I, I'm gonna I'm gonna say it's gonna go seven, and I hope the Blues win. Right. I I think we can win. I'm not gonna. I I can't make a prediction on this, Larry. I can't do it. Right. I, I'm just gonna say I hope the Blues win and 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 run with that. I'm just sick of I, Boston. I am too. <laughs> I am too. And I hope everybody that I would hope that everybody's not that's not from Boston or not a bandwagoner mm-hmm. is literally. Oh, I. They you're, are. you're more than welcome to, to come on the Blues for this run. Right, no doubt. You're Thank more you. than welcome. Let's take Boston down. <laughs> you know, it's it's so funny because last night I just posted. The Blues Go Marching In video. And it's a great little video, especially if you're a Blues fan. It really gets you pumped up. Uh, I like watching it before games and stuff like that because <laughs> it just gets you pumped up, man. And uh, and I put that on there after the game was over, and I was just like, you know, pound, pound, pound Stanley Cup Finals, pound beat Boston. And yeah. then already from that I get, you're poking the bear. And I'm oh, like, are boy. you kidding me? You're waking the dragon. Are you kidding me? <laughs> yeah, right. I'm like, come on, man. I'm not poking a bear. I'm just, I'm happy my team made it to the finals for right. the first time in my life. You know, <laughs> I mean, my God, give me a little bit of happiness. All right, we're going to take our first break. We're going to come back and we'll discuss Nottingham Sioux and the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Yeah, next. that's definitely. On 1070 The Zone. Where Charlotte County comes to play and you're home for Tampa Bay Rays baseball. Alvarado with the pitch. Swing and a miss. He struck him out and Aaron Judge goes down on strikes. And Jose Alvarado strikes out the side. 1070, The Zone. Your shot at $1,000 now. Text the nationwide keyword, WATER, to 200-200. You'll get a confirmation text and info. Standard data and message rates apply in this nationwide contest. That's WATER to 200-200. If you're like me, you're probably unsure which weed killer to use. Relax. This is your alternative. Natria Grass and Weed Control with Root Kill. It's tough on weeds, easy on the environment. The ready-to-use formula kills weeds, including the roots. Plus, it kills in minutes instead of hours or days. So, if you don't want to make compromises, make the switch to Natria Grass and Weed Control with Root Kill. Natria. Results done right. Always read and follow label instructions. This this is Outkick the Coverage with Clay Travis. But is there anybody who actually believes that the Raptors are going to win this series? Because I don't. I think that the Bucks are going to win it probably in five games. I think the Bucks will come back and win game four, go up 3-1, close it out at home in five. Is there anybody who buys into the Raptors as the winners of this series? Outkick the Coverage with Clay Travis. Weekday, 6 a.m. Eastern, 3 a.m. Pacific on Fox Sports Radio. Introducing the new $5 Biggie Bag from Wendy's. It comes with a new bacon double stack made with a quarter pound of fresh, never frozen beef and topped with crispy applewood smoked bacon. Plus four nuggets, fries, and a drink all for just five bucks. That's right, just $5. The new $5 Biggie Bag from Wendy's is everything you could ever want. Well, at least for lunch. Try Wendy's new $5 Biggie Bag today. Biggie Bag includes four-piece nuggets, small fries, and a small drink. Fresh beef available in the contiguous U.S., Alaska, and Canada. Approximate weight before cooking. Price and participation may vary in Alaska and Hawaii. Tuesday, the Rays opened a short two-game series against the Dodgers, who scored early and often against Tampa Bay pitching. You just can't allow much more. How much pressure can you put on your defense? Swing line drive off the middle base, hit into center field by Barnes. Seager scores. Verdugo stopped at third. The throw goes to the plate, so following up all the way to second is Barnes. 
The Dodgers now lead 3-0. L.A. scoring in three of the first four innings against the Rays. Tampa Bay did make it interesting in the seventh. When ground ball back up the middle, base hit into left center field. Aimed to score as Adamas. Meadows heads for third. He will stop there and into second with head first dive as Tommy Pham. And it's 6-3 L.A. But 6-3 was as close as the Rays got. They end up losing this game 7-3. We'll seek a split of the series on Wednesday with Ryan Stanek opening airtime at 6-30. With the Race Report, I'm Neil Solons. Catch the Rays all season on the Rays Radio Network. For tickets, visit RaysBaseball.com. Where Charlotte County comes to play. 1070 The Zone. All right. Keep on rolling, baby. You know what time it is. Welcome back to the Larry Timko Show on 1070 The Zone, where Charlotte County comes to play. Broadcasting from our Howard's Pool World studio, Bill Siebert joining me here as we're going to talk some football here with Nautikum Sue, the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, and that whole situation right now. Still can't confirm how much Nautikum Sue is getting paid by the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. All I can confirm is that it's a one-year deal. Again, I'm going to speculate and say it's somewhere between seven and nine million dollars. It's going to be. I said eight. I, I'm, right. I'm with you on that. I yeah. said. I said. I think it's the going to be is, eight million. He I made more money than Gerald McCoy did last year mm-hmm. by a million dollars. This is only a one-year contract. It's a one-year right? deal. Yeah. Uh, he yeah. said he. The reason he came here is because of the no state tax, which I get. So I think that helps with the added incentive and the money. But like we were talking earlier during the break, you said you don't, you can't see how these guys are going to play together. Because they're going to be rotating. I think at this yeah, point, you're gonna, mean, I'm, you're, I'm a little baffled on that. We're going to have to see a defensive alignment where you're going to see these two guys on the defensive line together at some point. We're talking about Vey and Sue. Vita, and and, Vea, what, not a and what, what I said to Larry during the break is, so signing Nadonip and Sue, and we're running a 3-4 defense, mm-hmm. what is that, where does that leave Vita Vey? Does that leave Vita Vey as a backup? Not so does that tell me he's not really worthy of that number one pick where he was picked at last year? I say not necessarily. I think, well, because you figure with not okay, first of all, you figure the offense is going to run, what, 35, 40 snaps, so that's 35, 40 snaps for the defense. You figure each of them is going to take at least 20, 25 snaps apiece. You, I, I figure out, at least on a dozen of those snaps, mostly passing situations, you're going to see Nottingham Sue and Vita Vey on the defensive line together. Okay, hold on. Especially um, on third downs. Sue versus McCoy last season. Um I'm looking at a little chart. Oh, I saw the Basically, numbers. Basically, uh, Sue, 16 games, 845 snaps. 59 tackles, four and a half sacks. Yeah, more tackles, less sacks. Now, here's my other question, too, and this is what I was my argument that I was making earlier about how everybody just seems to think, a lot of Buck fans seem to think this is like the key signing to get us over the top, and I don't see it. I don't see it. Uh, I think there's more problems internally and whatnot, and especially with the offensive line and more problems at other positions, and I'm still not sold on our defensive backfield. Here's the thing, here's, though, man. Wait, one more thing about uh, Har- Hargreaves. Have you heard about Hargreaves? No. Remember, they signed him to that extension, right? Mm-hmm. Guess what? He's no show for OTAs. Oh boy! So and there's problems there. Mm. So so now it's like, what's going on with with this now? We got a veteran who's supposed to come back and supposed to be his big year. You know, you extended him. How, why would you extend this guy knowing that there's going to be problems? Once again, Jason Light. Mm-hmm. You know, that's that's what I'm talking about. Now here's my big thing on Sue. If everybody thinks Sue is going to be the reason, everybody says double digit sacks. This and I that. don't expect he that. Had four and a half sacks mm-hmm. last year, mm-hmm. and that was next tackle. to Aaron Donald. Yeah. The best defensive tackle in football. Who had, what, 20? <laughs> Who had, like, 20. All right. Okay. Because Nadia Kinsu's taking on double teams. Nadia Kinsu, especially in the, on this defensive line, mm-hmm. is going to be double and triple teamed exactly. like crazy. Exactly. 
So then Donovan Sue will be lucky to get two sacks this year. But that's what that's his job is but to no, take on those right. double and triple You're teams. right, but it's going to be up to the guys like Carl Nassib, Vita Vey, yeah. Levante Davis. Exactly, the linebackers. Devin White. Devin those White. guys are going to have to get the sacks. Those mm-hmm. guys are going to have to get oh, to yeah. the quarterback. Absolutely. Well, that's the whole point of a 3-4 defense. The nose tackle takes on two t- players at a time. You know, and that's, it, their, that's his job. It's almost like to me. I mean, you think if you look at Nautikum Sue's numbers, he excelled in Detroit. That was the only time he ever put up double digit yeah, sacks. Right. I think he only did that twice. You're right. You know, you're right. But he had help in Detroit. Yeah, he did. He had defensive help in Detroit. Yeah, but compared not, to Miami, compared to Miami, he didn't really have any help in Miami. Yeah, but he had Mario Williams, <laughs> former number one pick. Yeah, former. <laughs> you can, that's about the best thing you can say on his resume. Oh, but for, um, honestly, for me, for Nautikum Sue, I don't really care about the numbers for me. it's about, I want to see him taking well, on tackles. It's the guys around his numbers that I want to see rise. Wow, you know what? I'm sorry. I'm starting to think that we gave Sue like 13 million. No, then they waste the money. I know. It's an that's even what swap. I'm why? Well, th- because this is why. Because last year the Rams signed him yeah. to a one year contract. Right. They gave him 14 million. Yeah, one year. So why would he go somewhere else mm-hmm. and sign for less money? You know what I mean? Like, like I, I just don't know why. Okay, well, let me. If let he me could get, a, if, he could, if he got 14 million for the Rams last year, but, but, you don't think but, he could get 13 million let, for somebody let, this year? Let me put this in perspective for mm-hmm. you. California taxes, state taxes, atrocious. His $14 million was probably, when it's all said and done, maybe yeah. $8.5 million because okay, okay. it's so much better. Okay, okay. Where in Florida, there's no state tax. So his $9 million, after federal tax, there's I'm, no state tax. I'm still going to say it's – I still – I'm going to put my bet on double digits. Yeah. I'm going to say at least 10. That's the reason why I'm going to say at least $10 million they, they gave him. I really believe that. I, I'm going to go with – I'm going to go 7 and 9. If they paid him anything – if they paid him double digits, oh, no way. Lucky Land Casino, asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car, before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. It's, uh, not worth it's it. terrible. It's, it's a terrible, terrible move terrible because move. you've got other needs that you can sign on this team that are going to, like you said, offensive, the offensive line is going to be. There's going to be guys out there next week, yeah. man. <laughs> yeah, there's going to be guys that out there, and the we're not going to have any money to sign any offensive lineman because we just gave Sue over ten million. Uh, uh, yeah, we might. I'm I still t- think Goldston and Brait are going to get cut June first. Yeah. I'm still thinking Goldston and Brait are cut. That's save. That's that's eleven million dollars in savings right there. And you know what's going to happen? What? Howard's going to get hurt. Howard? O.J. Howard. Oh, yeah. Well, he gets hurt every year. Well, the, they did claim a tight end off waivers yesterday from the yeah. Jets. I, oh, Leggett. David Leggett. I think so we have Leggett and all Claire backing up. 14 catches, 140 yards last year. I don't year. know, man. I just – I like Cameron Bray. I do too. I'm not going to lie. I don't like him at that salary. I don't like him at that salary, no. But a million I like five. I like him at a million five, not at six million. And O.J. Howard can be a playmaker, but yes, he, he can. he's also very injury prone. Well, uh, we've seen he's it been one year. every year. Mm. He's been hurt every year so far. Both years. Yeah, okay. So, just okay. saying. Yeah. Just saying. He is injury prone, in my opinion, until he can play a full season and not yeah. get hurt. All right. But That's, I'm, I'm still thinking. We pay him not. Okay, let's just say we the whole swapping out McCoy for Nottingham who saves us, say, $3 million. All mm-hmm. right. That puts us at $4 million at the cap right now of spending money. Mm-hmm. All right. If we cut Cameron Britt, there's $6 million. That's 10 And mm-hmm. Goldston, I believe, is what, two and a half? Two and a half to three, something. All right. Like so I think it's actually three and a half. So there's still a chance we could have 
$13 million come June 1st. Mm-hmm. And that's where you're going to see the investment in the – I pray that's where you see the investment in the offensive line. Because there's going to be offensive linemen out there that are going to be decent and worthy of, of being signed after June 1st. It's coming. Uh, it wouldn't surprise it's, me. We call it the second wave of free agency it, after June 1st. It wouldn't 1st. surprise me if Jason Light signed a wide receiver or a no, defensive back. You know what he's going to do? He's going to sign three more safeties. Yeah, or another kicker. <laughs> I, I still get another over, kicker. I still can't get over all the secondary help he's signing. I, I, I'm baffled on this draft and everything like that. Yeah. I'm just, all right, all right. I don't know. I don't know. I, I'm hearing, <laughs> I'm hearing some of these guys are quality players, but I'm not buying it. Uh, not from what I've seen. All right. Well, we'll see what happens. Yep. 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 Definitely. But definitely. that's that's becoming one of my favorite quotes in sports. See what happens. Yeah. But I, honestly, yeah. I. It, like I still don't think the whole Nauticum suit thing is going to pay off. <laughs> no, really I'm don't. with you. I'm with you 100. percent I'm and, on the fence, and I'm a diehard Bucks I'm fan. Don't get me wrong, I love the Bucks. I'm not. I'm calling. But, it, I call it like I see it. But no, I do. I do too. Mm-hmm. But that's what I mean. I'm. I'm not like most Buck fans that will just agree with every single thing we do or yeah. not. I criticize the Bucks a lot. Oh yeah, because I disagree with a. The, I disagree with the big way we're going with in this direction. And I disagree with the way with the direction that this organization is moving it. And I think it's moving in a very downward spiral and has been like that for the last number of years. Oh, you want to see something? What now? Compare the numbers of Nauticum Sue with Terrell McLean. Oh, no. <laughs> Cardinals signed defensive tackle Terrell McLean to a one-year deal. Uh, he, he actually had a pretty decent career with the Cowboys playing three seasons, being a full-time starter in 2016. Uh, he used that to get a semi-lucrative deal with the Redskins, but they just released him. So mm-hmm. that led him to... Uh, Signing now. Oh, the Browns and the Colts are interested in Gerald McCoy. By the way, yeah, yeah. I, I, I the Colts would be an interesting pick for him. I, he, he more than I think the Browns. Yeah, I like the Colts. Um, I even said that that was one of the teams that um, that I thought the Bucks uh, that, that or that I thought he would be interested in going to. Yeah. Okay. If the Bucks Jordan Leggett, that's his name, not David Leggett. Yeah, Jordan. Yeah, he yeah. he was cut loose by the Jets. He's, an, he's a backup tight end. <laughs> yeah, I mean, that's really it. I mean, and, and that's it makes sense that that's that, that Cameron Brait is going to get cut. Oh yeah, it does. Yeah. That, it makes sense that that's the direction they're going in. I mean, they, well, I, I, okay, let's because let's face it, Cameron Brait really is a starting tight end. He's not a backup. <laughs> I'll argue that with anybody. He, he's uh, a great red zone tight this end. This is where you and me might differ on You put him here. on a team like Houston, I think it, it does wonders for 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 Deshaun Watson. Cameron Brait can block. <laughs> I'm not saying that, but there's lots of good tight ends that don't block. I like Cameron Bray, but he's not a blocker. He's a pure pass catching tight end. I agree with you, and that's one of the reasons why the Bucks want to let him go. But yeah. I think about, no, I don't. I think it's the mill. It's the money. It's I think. Money. Well, I think it's between the two. I think the fact that that Jason Light gave him seven million dollars yeah. a year. No way, I'm taking when, a pay cut on that, despite him not being able to block. Yeah. Well, just saying. Oh, well, he's paying him off that 600 yard season. Yeah. Well. You know? Well, here's the weird thing. You, you, you extend Cameron Bray, and then you go out and you draft O.J. Howard. Yeah, that, yeah that, <laughs> What is that? That's, that's exactly what I'm talking about, though. That's exactly, I, was, I was so mad <laughs> about like signing a quarterback to a $30 million Howard. a year deal then go out and use yeah. your number one pick on a quarterback. Yeah, because we didn't. We drafted. Yeah, this completely. <laughs> it's like taking a step backwards. Yeah. It's like, okay. Well, you know, he's doubling down on every position everywhere. is what it looks like. It's like he's he doubling tryouts down. during the season. Yeah. 
Like literally, like that's almost what Jason Light likes to do. Like, okay, let's let's have these two try out for the whole season. See I don't know. It's, we'll it's, for me, it looks like he doubles down on positions of yeah. uncertainty. He's like a quarterback. Let's double down. Offensive line. Let's double down. <laughs> you know. <laughs> Look at the defensive line of free agency last Def- year. Yeah, double down. Look at the draft this year with defensive backs. Defensive tackles too. Double Look down. At, uh, what, what was it? The uh, the draft last year with linebackers. No, wait. What was it? The yeah. draft last year. Yeah. Who did we take last year? Oh, it was cornerbacks again. Yeah, we yeah, were the last Carlton, two seasons. Yeah, Davis and yeah, uh, all these defensive and the kid backs. Moved to safety. Yeah, all these name. defensive backs. The last two Davis. seasons. No, he's been Carlton doing Davis this, so. and Stewart. Is it MJ Stewart? MJ, MJ Stewart. Stewart. Yeah, yeah, back to back. Yeah, and, and I'll be honest with you, this kid we took in the first round. I'm not. I'm not. Or the second round. I'm not sold on it. I'm sold on Devin White. I think Devin White will be good. Yeah, I but do I'm too. not sold on the on the cornerback. I can't remember his name yeah. at this point. I don't know, but I, I, my thing is, if you're going to double down, you double down where you're. You double down in the trenches, in my opinion, because that's where it all starts. You uh-huh. know? So, yeah, I don't mind him going and drafting. De- Giants do it every year. Draft a defensive lineman. Draft a defensive lineman. And they had a stud defensive line for a decade. You know, Cowboys did the same thing. Draft an offensive lineman. Draft an offensive lineman. They got a stud offensive line for the last five years. You know, and I still think they got a really top five offensive line. You know, so I don't mind yeah. that. But you keep. But here's the thing: you need five offensive linemen. You need three to five defensive ends. Or, well, it, you, Larry, quarterbacks. You only need four. That's <laughs> the basis of my argument uh, for why I think the Bucks will get no more than why five you have wins. 10? Well, that, that that's the basis of my argument why I think the Bucks will get no more than five wins last year because we're going in. We how many wins did we have last year? Five. Right? Five. What were we? Five and eleven. Five right? and five and eleven. Right. Mm-hmm. And we're going in to the season with literally the same. Interior offensive line that we had last year. Evan Smith's new though. No, right? yeah, my. You had Evan Smith yeah. last year. Why don't I, I don't remember Evan Smith playing center last year? He, it, it, he didn't. It's the other guy. He's a backup. Evan okay. Smith's the backup right. to um, the guy we're giving ten million a year to. Oh, our sweet, um, sweet, uh, sweet. No, not um, Sweezy. Uh, uh, Jensen. 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 Thank yeah, you. Yeah. Um, yeah. Because remember, we took him from Baltimore. That's and right. Gave him a big contract. That's right. He's the one that literally let the guy walk right in. And, yeah. Yeah. Oh yeah. <laughs> so um, anyway. But yeah, getting getting back to my point is we're getting we basically running with the same offensive rolling with the same offensive line we rolled with last year. Mm-hmm. They got us five wins. Yep. That tells me that this team's not going to get more than five wins. This yep. offense is not going to improve. Yeah. It, the right. defense might hey, improve. Let me, let me, the defense might improve a little bit. Let's factor in. It's Peyton Barber with no depth behind him unless you're sold on Ronald Jones and Andre Ellington. <laughs> I'm not sold on any of them. Neither am I. That's why I think we should have drafted a running back. Yeah, Peyton Barber. Dexter Williams. We could have gotten Dexter Williams in the fifth round. Mm-hmm. Yep, and not had to pay him a bunch of money. I still think oh, Jordan Howard would have been a great fit here. And the yeah, Bears I let do him go too. To, Bears let him go to Philly for nothing. Yeah, for I nothing. do too for nothing. Could have gotten him for nothing. <laughs> nothing. Nothing. I would have been all right with that. That would have brought yeah. in. I, oh my god, that's a nice two headed attack that you, right there. But Jordan Howard, Peyton Barber, that would have been a nice fit. But him and Dexter Williams, same. I think mm-hmm. same kind of mold as running backs go. Mm-hmm. And Dexter Williams might be a little bit more explosive than Jordan Howard, but mm-hmm. that, I, I'm just saying. You know, I mean. There, there's ways that we could have done, but I think you're right. Uh, what you said yesterday about Jason Light being a stubborn guy. Yeah, ego. about hey, my he's pick ego. is my pick. He'll come mm-hmm. through. Yeah, you know, and but yet you want to back up your other picks, you know, on the defensive side of the ball, but you won't take Man. another running back. It just baffles me. You on know, that also one. had that same ego for a long time. Jerry Jones. Yeah, exactly. it wasn't until his kid slapped some sense in him. Daniel Steven Snyder. Jones. I was. I thought you were going to say Daniel Snyder. No, well, Daniel Snyder still got that ego. I mean, yeah, the, and look at the Redskins; they're a mess. They're, they, they're you a know, mess. since Daniel Snyder took over that organization, mm-hmm. no Super Bowls, no NFC Championship games either. That's why I said this you know, morning the Bucks will never win. You know, every once in a while, shots. they'll get lucky and stumble into the playoffs. That's that why. Went, that's no. why I said publicly this morning on your on your post actually mm-hmm. that we were. I was having a conversation with Jay and those guys, and I was like, "Dude, we'll never win with Jason Light calling the shots. Yeah, never." 
Yep. Never. And this I don't care why. what anybody These are reasons why. Haskins was a Snyder pick. I don't yeah, care oh, what yeah. says. Oh, yeah, definitely, uh-huh. dude. And, and it's just it, – Yep. I, I, they're a mess. Yeah. Washington is a more of a Always. mess than the Bucks. Yeah, for the last decade. You know, everybody talks about the Browns, but I still think the Redskins. At least the Browns make some effort. Wait, the Browns are <laughs> – To try say, to retool the roster. I, I think the Browns are looking good. Well, you this know? year, but over the last decade. Even I'm last about. year, though, they, last 50, they've over the last After the last two decades. Let's look over the over last, the last 19 couple years. years, they've started to improve. Like, bit by bit by bit, the yeah. Browns are getting better. And I think this is going to be the year mm-hmm. they make the big jump into yep. the playoffs. Yep. Because I remember Dan Snyder, when he first took over the Redskins, he tried to be the the New York Yankees of football. Mm-hmm. Find as many free. You know, they brought in Bruce Smith. They brought in Deion Sanders. It didn't work because they're all over the hill. You know? Yeah. <laughs> you know? And then, you know, then he brought in Joe Gibbs. Remember? Yeah, you know, yeah. he tried everything. Please help me all save gimmicks. this franchise, Joe Gibbs. But it was yeah. all gimmicks. Yeah. You know? It, we, I don't know. I... Yeah, he still can't get it right, He's, <laughs> in my opinion. Anyway, let's take our uh, final break, and we'll come back, and we'll wrap things up talking, uh, I don't know, baseball? Football, more yeah. football. We'll talk something. We'll figure it out on 1070. Oh, I, I've the got zone. an interesting tidbit here on the Sioux deal. We'll, we'll talk okay. about it when we we'll come back. We'll talk about that when we come back on 1070 The Zone, where Charlotte County comes to play. Where Charlotte County comes to play, and you're home for Tampa Bay Lightning hockey. Circuit channel. Dances right corner. Put it in front. Score! Matthew Joseph! What a display of stick handling by Circuit Chef, though. 1070 The Zone. Listen for your keyword for cash to win one thousand dollars. Look at me, winning a thousand dollars is great. Feeling great. You come in a better time. I just won a thousand dollars, and I don't believe it yet. I just won a thousand dollars. It pays to listen at work, man. Every hour, every weekday. iHeartRadio. Your chance to win. Brought to you by Men. Are you tired of overpaying for Viagra or Cialis? You can purchase forty-eight Viagra pills for only one hundred forty-six dollars, or forty-eight Cialis pills for only two hundred eighteen dollars with a prescription. Stop by Discount Med Direct, located at twenty-four fourteen Tamiami Trail in Port Charlotte, north of Midway Boulevard. Now, kick it. The Doug Gottlieb Show. Wait, what? The Pelicans are nowhere near competing with the Lakers for a championship. And if the Lakers are willing to overpay to get Anthony Davis, you can have it. Oh, we'll take Lonzo and Kuzma. And, oh, Brandon Ingram's got blood clots. We'll take him, too. And we'll take it all. I'm not getting into the Jack McMullen's got bad sources or maybe the information is seriously dated. Doug Gottlieb. Weekdays at 3 p.m. Eastern, New Pacific. He's much more well-rounded. On Fox Sports Radio. Hey everyone, Nathan Wilson here, head golf professional at beautiful Maple Leaf Golf and Country Club in Port Charlotte. Maple Leaf is a challenging par 62 layout that just went through a full-scale renovation, including Tiff Eagle Greens, Celebration Bermuda, and all-new Bunker Sand. With seven different sets of tees, Maple Leaf is sure to offer a layout you will enjoy. Summer rates are here, and you can tee it up for just $19 plus tax, including cart. Summer memberships are available for only $300. We also have a summer discount card for reduced rates. Come and play our certified Audubon Sanctuary Golf Course by calling 941-629-1666 or visit us at MapleLeafGCC.net. The Miami Marlins beat the Detroit Tigers yesterday 5-4 on the road. It took 11 innings to do it. Chad Wallet got the tie-breaking hit. It was a double in the 11th inning. That lifted Miami to its fourth straight win. The Tigers have dropped seven in a row, although their game Sunday was shortened against Oakland. It was suspended in the seventh inning. Marlins starter Caleb Smith allowed two runs yesterday, three hits in five innings. He struck out seven overall. Up next, Jose Arena will go for the Marlins. He's 1-6 on the season. He goes tonight in the middle game of the series. 
Defensive tackle in Dominican Sue and the Tampa Bay Buccaneers are finalizing a one-year deal. Sue would replace Gerald McCoy, who was released by the Buccaneers on Monday. The 32-year-old Sue was selected second overall by the Lions in 2010. He played five seasons in Detroit and was named a four-time Pro Bowl selection and three-time All-Pro. Clayton Kershaw took a shutout into the seventh inning in his first start ever at Tropicana Field yesterday, and the L.A. Dodgers beat the Tampa Bay Rays 7-3. The Dodgers, with the National League's best record at 32-17, and 17, have now won six out of their last seven games. Tampa Bay dropped two games behind the AL East leading New York Yankees. They're 13-13 and 13 since April 19th, when it led the division by five and a half games. The Rays were coming off a 13-5 loss Sunday to the New York Yankees. Up next for the Dodgers, Rich Hill will face an unannounced Rays reliever in tonight's finale of the two-game series. The St. Louis Blues eliminated the San Jose Sharks with a 5-1 win in Game 6 of the Western Conference Finals last night. The Blues move on to the Stanley Cup Final to take on the Boston Bruins in the best of seven series. The Toronto Raptors got a huge win in Game 4 of the NBA Eastern Conference Finals yesterday. They beat the Milwaukee Bucks to tie the series at two games apiece. That's your Florida Sports. I'm Aaron Jacobson. Where Charlotte County comes to play. 1070 The Zone. Welcome back to the Larry Timko Show on 1070 The Zone with Bill Siebert here in our Howard's Pool World Studios. Don't forget Tampa Bay Rays are back in action tonight against the Los Angeles Dodgers. Rich Hill against Ryan Stanek, I'm presuming, because it is an opener. Oh, wait, there you go. Yeah, Stanek's on the mound yeah. to start tonight. I and then I think they're coming in with Chirinos. Yeah, Chirinos. Because it was Beaks last night? Yes. Right? Yes. Yeah. yeah. Uh, See, so, I'm still paying attention to the Rays, even though my Blues are in the Cup and I'm watching that. Uh, <laughs> let's, well, the way I look at it, the Yankees and Dodgers, two World Series favorites. The Rays now are combined one and four against them in their last five games. I don't know, yeah. man. Cardinals uh, got a doubleheader because they got postponed with tornadoes yeah, last night. Yeah, it was bad weather last yeah. night in the Midwest. Uh, tonight, though, uh, lefty Rich Hill is pitching for the Dodgers. So I'm liking Austin Meadows. He's the only left-handed bat I like against left-handed pitching. He's setting 340 against left-handers, by the way, this year. Mm-hmm. He's tearing it up, man. Hey, did you hear, ba- real quick, baseball news. Did you hear about how this 19-year-old kid is tearing up the Major League Baseball draft? Oh, it's funny you brought that up because I was actually going to talk about that before you got here. The 19-year-old prospect oh, yeah. is turning the Major League ba- Baseball draft here. upside down because he's chosen to take a contract well, in Japan. Let me set it up for you. Last year, this kid, he's 18 years old. He was drafted with the eighth overall pick by the Mm -hmm. Atlanta Braves. Yeah, I remember Um, that. I was watching it. But the Braves thought he was injured, and they didn't offer him the right slotted signing bonus, which is $4.98 million. Instead, they offered him $2 million. So the kid, uh, his name is uh, Carter Stewart, Mm -hmm. said, you know what? I'm going back to college. Forget this, and I'll try to go in the draft next year. Well, Mm -hmm. this year, he went in the second round of this year's draft, and he's getting less than $2 million. So he's like, you know what? The heck with this. Uh, you know, it takes six years of being under a, a contract in Major League Baseball to become a free agent. Mm-hmm. You know, years in minors, whatever. Mm-hmm. So he's like, instead, he's going to go and sign a groundbreaking contract with a Japanese team called the Hawks that's going to pay him over $7 million. And that by the time that contract expires, he'll be a 25-year-old free agent free to sign anywhere he wants yeah. at 25. So he's getting all his experience in Japan. Pay, and he's going to get paid And he's going to get paid for it. He's going to get paid more than he would over here. That's yeah, smart. That's, that's smart. real smart. That's and that's smart. why that's why they're saying he's turning the drag because now more kids might follow that suit. Oh, absolutely! Because so now baseball might have a problem on their hands. I think so too. Because uh, hmm. interesting. Because think Inter- about I just this. saw the headlines of that this morning. Yeah. I hadn't had a chance to read the article. I mean, we're, we're, a top ten pick. You know, you're going to get paid in the millions. All right, mm-hmm. but you're going to dwindle in the minor leagues. Mm-hmm. All right, and 
the, the way, even if you're getting paid a bonus, I, like like Brendan McKay. Okay, he was another guy. Yeah, mm-hmm. he got paid a million dollar, a couple million dollars signing bonus, mm-hmm. but then his salary is like five hundred fifty thousand, six hundred thousand yeah. a year. You know, not oh, actually. You're like able. I'm making some more. I'm making more money than some of these ball players, which is sad. You know. Yeah. So now he's guaranteed to make over a million dollars a year as huh. a 19, 20 year old minor leaguer, and he and chances are him panning out in the minor league. Even when you these look, if you look at the guys drafted in the first round of Major League Baseball. What the two or three of them a year actually make it to the major leagues? You know, it's not like the NFL, yeah. <laughs> where you're drafting starters in the first round. It's not like that in baseball. Yeah, no, you're these guys right. have to develop. Same, like, well, same with hockey too. When mm-hmm. these kids are drafted in hockey, they yeah. develop in the minors before they. I'm always reminded of Brian Taylor. Remember Brian Taylor? Mm-hmm. He was the first yeah. million dollar signing. Bonus baby out of high school with the Yankees, with the Yankees yeah. and blew out his arm one year later. Never pitched, mm-hmm. never pitched, but well, still got look at, look at Mark Pryor. I know he wasn't like out of high school, but uh, out of USC, yep. I believe is where he went. He had some major league success, though. Yeah, he was he was good at first. Yeah, him and Kerry Wood, man. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah back to back. Yeah, but they weren't right out of high school, though. But the know? well, no, but and but the thing is with Kerry Wood and Mark Pryor, Dusty Baker <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> <and> ruined him. <laughs> you know? I don't yeah. care if you throw 140 pitches in six innings. <laughs> you know? Yeah. Keep throwing strikes. You know, it's just ruined their careers. Speaking of careers, let's talk about the 10 biggest disappointments of 2019 so far. Oh, gosh. I got a list of them, and let's see what we can agree or disagree. Let's start with the Angels doing nothing for Mike Trout. Trout's hitting 288, 10 home runs, six steals, playing stellar defense, but the Angels are 22 and 25, nine and a half games behind the Houston Astros, and three and a half games behind the second wild card spot. Granted, there's still a lot of ground, a lot of time. But right now, if you look at their pitching staff, it's horrible. Mm-hmm. I, I, they don't look like a playoff team to me, and I don't think they'll ever look like a playoff team, in my opinion. Did Mike Trout make a mistake signing a long-term deal with the Angels? Um, not in, well, if if he doesn't want to win, then no. <laughs> he didn't because they gave him more money than probably anybody would. Yeah, I don't know about that. Maybe not. I mean, who knows? I mean, he, I, I don't know. I think he should have tested the market. I would have liked to have seen him test the market. And I especially would have liked to have seen him, like, Go to a team. I'll be honest with you. I hate seeing great players play for bad teams. Mm-hmm. I really do. It's just, it makes, it just, uh, I don't know how to say it. I just, I, I'd like to see these guys playing in October. You know what I mean? Like all the great players, like when Reggie Jackson played in October. Yeah. You know, he just, was one of the greats. You know, I'm just, I just use Now you got me thinking. Game. How many legendary players just dwindled away on bad teams their whole careers? Not necessarily oh. didn't win a World Series like Chipper. Look at Nolan Ryan. Nolan Ryan, but yeah, he, he never. How many, yeah, how many he World heard. Series did he win? None. Never won a Cy Young either, by well, the way. He won one World did Series. He? 69 Mets. Oh, God. That's his right. The 69 year. Mets. He was a reliever on that team. Uh-huh. Wasn't even a starter. This is his rookie year. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I got you on that one. Yeah. But, but that was, I think, his only one, though. Uh, yeah, then he came close. The, the Mets beat him in, in the eighties. He came close with the Angels. Came close that with the, the Astros. Donnie Moore game. Eighty-six with Poor the Donnie Astros. Moore. Remember the eighty-six? Eighty-six Mets beat 86 the eighty-six Mets. Astros. The Astros. That's right. Mike Scott. Mike Scott. That's mm-hmm. right. And uh, yeah, yeah, that's right. Bill Dorn and all those guys. That's right. Uh, who's the other Lord guy they had on baseball. that? There was another guy they had on that pitching staff. Oh, I can't think of his name. Uh, it, Bob a, Nepper. No, it wasn't Nepper. Um... <laughs> He was Gosh. the young kid. He was like an 18 game winner that year. Oh yeah, the lefty. I know you're talking about Dave. No, um, I can't think of his um, name. I, gonna, I can see his. Piece, I can on. see his baseball card in my head. Yeah, but I, I can't know. think of his Hold name. On. I'm gonna. Look oh, him that's up. gonna drive me. No, nuts. it's not because it's gonna <laughs> it up right now. 
Yeah. <laughs> I hate this. Astros pitching staff. Yeah, who was it? Jim Deshays. Jim Deshays. There you go. No, Deshays won 12 games that yeah, year. <laughs> but I, I'm pretty sure it was, <laughs> he was tw- him, though. I think Jim Deshays was 12 Larry Anderson. Larry Anderson. Larry Anderson. He came over as a relief. He was, he was uh, the, he, the, remember, they traded Larry Anderson to the Red Sox with Jeff Bagwell a year later. Yeah, yeah that's right. That's right. <laughs> that's how Larry Anderson's claim to fame was. Wow, that's crazy. Oh, that's my God. Funny. We're talking about the 85, 86 Astros. Denny Walling, Dickie Thon, Nolan Ryan, Glenn Davis, Glenn Eric Davis Bullock, Kevin Bass. Kevin those, Bass in the outfield. That's yeah. right. Yeah, yeah. Mark Bailey. Yeah, those are the opening day starters. Wow. All right. Okay. Wow, crazy. Tony okay. Walker, Denny Walling. Okay, so we can. Okay, Biggio and Bagwell never won a World Series. No, they did not. Okay. So well, the, wait a minute. Did they eventually? No, they, no, they didn't. They no, never they won never it. Did. They, they never did. won one. No, nope. they actually won. got their rings they, they in retirement. They got there. They got there. They got their rings in retirement. Remember? Yeah. <laughs> a couple years ago, they gave them honorary rings. That's right, when they won. Yeah. Oh, Ryan Sandberg. There's a good yeah, one. There's a guy a who dwindled one. away on one team, yeah. Hall of Famer, that Ernie Banks. You Ernie can Banks. Say that about Ernie Banks too. But but under but he did he did get to play in a World Series though, mm. didn't he? Mm-mm. Oh wait, the Cubs did too. No, no, they lost Mm-mm. to the Padres. That's yeah. right, eighty four. That's right. That was with Ryan Sandberg. That's Mar- right. Uh, yeah, okay. Rick Sutcliffe and all those guys. But Sutcliffe, I'm trying to think, did he play in one? Oh gosh, let's mm. see. There was no long term Cleveland Indians in the '90s, even though they had a stacked team in the '90s. No one spent their whole career playing with John Smoltz got a ring, right? Yeah, with the Braves. Yeah, with the Braves, he yeah. got one. Yeah. yeah, he got one. Uh, yeah. Just trying to think, because like uh, Roberto Alomar got his with the Blue Jays. Joe mm-hmm. Carter got his with the Blue Jays. Mm-hmm. Harold Baines. Uh, the White Sox and Orioles. Wait, yeah, the White Sox got it. Wait, did the White Sox win in '84. No. no, no, no. That's right. They no, lost in '80. No, no, they, they lost in '83 to Philly. Lamar Hoyt. That's right. That's the Padres. That was, that that was, was the White Sox. That was the Tigers. That was the Tigers in 84. No, no, no. Kurt I'm Gibson. talking about the White Sox. Tony La Russa, 83. I think they were playing. Wait, hold on. No, 82 was the Brewers Cardinals. 83 was, uh, no, wait. Was that the Dodgers Yankees? No, 82. Wait. Oh. <laughs> no. Oh, my God. <laughs> okay. I, I my, wanted, brain, my brain's freezing 81 on right was now. Dodgers. 80, 80 was Phillies and Royals. Okay, yeah. 81 was Dodgers Yankees. Right. 82 was Cardinals Brewers. 83 was the Orioles and Phillies. That's what it was. 84 was the Padres and White Sox. Okay, then 85 was Royals Cardinals. This, I'm doing 86 all this on was the Mets and Red doing, Sox. I just did all that on memory. Now 87 was Twins and Cardinals. 88 was uh, Dodgers and uh, I think I'm that was right. the Kirk Gibson home run in 88. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, okay. I think we're right. Yeah. Um, <laughs> wow. This is from memory, ladies and gentlemen. Yeah, yeah. We did not just like look. I'm looking That's it up. Pretty impressive. I'm actually pulling it up right now. Okay. I'm actually pointing it up right now, but that's from sheer memory right Yeah, there. we just pretty much named um, every World Series in the 80s. <laughs> yeah, I'm pointing it up right now. <laughs> that's it, because then the Oakland a- or the Cincinnati Reds in the beginning of the 90s in the Oakland A's. I'm trying to find Because okay. I was going to say Barry Larkin was going to put, I was going to put Barry on that list, but he won a World Series with the Reds. Yeah, I, got it. I think I got it all right here. Hold yeah. On I'm just waiting for it to come up. Oh, wow. Yeah, so I think, I think there's going to come a point where Mike Trout's going to say, you know what, trade me. <laughs> I, I, think, think I don't think it's going to happen until like, like five or six years down the road. Um, but, but while you're looking at here, I got uh, it right here. Okay. Um, 80 Phillies Royals. Yep. 81 Dodgers Yankees. Yep. 82 Cardinals Brewers. 83 yep. Orioles Phillies. You got I was it. right about that. Tigers Padres. Yep. So it wasn't the White Sox. The White Sox yeah, lost. So I said Tigers. You were right about that. The White Sox mm-hmm. lost to the Tigers. So it was the Tigers. That's right. And the Tigers won in 84. Duh. Yep. They had like the best record in baseball, yeah, too. How can I forget time, that one? Tony Gwynn. There's one guy who never yeah, won Yeah, Tony Gwynn with the, with the Padres. Yeah, but, at least, but look at Mike Trout. He won't even get to a World Series with this team. At least Gwynn got an opportunity to try to win a championship. Mm-hmm. You know, I don't think Mike Trout's ever going to have that opportunity. Mm-hmm. I mean, I look yeah. at this team. Come on. This is a team that's got Matt Harvey as their ace and Tyler Skaggs. Tyler Skaggs' ERA is like at five right now. He's mm-hmm. their ace. <laughs> All right. Come on, man. 
I don't you know, care. It almost brings up the point of how many teams in the modern day era that are built upon superstars. You know, like you you brought this up with hockey. Mm-hmm. You know, like like a hockey doesn't matter team how many, doesn't matter how many stars you got. It matter your toughness. Mm-hmm. Isn't it almost the same way in baseball in that kind of aspect of toughness of playing 162 games, toughness then playing in all these playoff games that we now have in front of them because the playoff. Think about this: the playoffs have grown and gotten bigger. I'm just saying. I'm not, try, almost, I'm not trying to compare it to I hockey. Could, I could Believe almost me, really buy not. into that argument if it wasn't for the Marlins. But I'm talking. <laughs> I'm talking about yeah, because they bought the one year. Two, yeah. two. Well, they bought two, two championships. Yeah, but, and, they, and and to be fair, I think the Yankees can. You can say the same about the Yankees. Yeah, yeah. That's but the so Marlins okay. bought two World Series championships. Yeah, and then you know, totally disassembled right, the no, team. No, you're the right though, year. because look at Boston. Boston have one of the highest payrolls last year. Yeah, and yeah. They won the World Series. So yeah, you're right. Yeah. No, I can't make that argument. Yeah, not at all. <laughs> but in hockey and in football, but if the Twins come back and win the World Series this year, then I can come back with that argument. Yeah, hey, maybe oh, this is a better way to go. Okay, like the Oakland A's winning ninety-seven games last year with basically Chris Davis and nobody mm-hmm. else. The Rays yeah, winning ninety games with a small market team. That's what I'm saying. You know, the now, Royals. I, I do believe that that is now my personal beliefs. I believe that's the better way to build your team, other than yeah. going out and getting superstars every year mm-hmm. and coming well, in. Because still- I think you'll be more successful in the long run. Yeah. If you build your team like your, the way, window, especially what the Rays are doing yeah, right now, your like window we talk about with all the two-way yeah. players they have. Right. Your window of opportunity to compete is open. Your window yeah. to win championships is bigger. Yes, yes, know? exactly. Where, yeah. Compared to where if you go out and just buy teams, buy superstars, you're really only trying to buy a year here, yeah. year there. Compared to where if you go out and build, you're trying to mm. buy multiple years. Yep. You know? Yeah, though, that's why I'm thinking the Red Sox, you know, this is their last year, man. Yeah, I think next year, I think Mookie's gone. I think Bradley might be on the outs. I think you could start seeing some of these guys. If I'm just saying if Boston falls off, which mm-hmm. I do think they will, mm-hmm. I think they will fall off a little bit more here. And I think when that does happen after the All-Star break, don't be surprised you see Boston make a deal or two. I wouldn't be surprised if Boston made a deal or two if they're out of the race. Yeah, get rid of I, I just don't guys. see them getting out of the race. The Nationals, on the other hand, are a whole oh, other story. They're already, I think, trying to make plans for dumping Corbin and uh, well, and uh, Scherzer. I, well, if Anthony Rendon's a free and Rendon, agent. Rendon as yeah. well. I but like Corbin Anthony could Rendon. be another guy. People could be really interested in him during yeah. down the but stretch But I just run. feel like the Rays need a bat. And you put Anthony Rendon at third base, and you move Diaz over to first base. Yeah, oh, what's going oh. on with the Rays' middle of the lineup? Right? We're hurt right now. Struggling. Right? All right, Diaz is hurt. Yeah, he got, Diaz hit, is he hurt. got drilled in the hand. Yeah, he's hurt. All right, so he's, but nobody's hitting. Brandon Lau's kind of snapping out of it. Austin Meadows is still hitting, but the rest of the team's in the middle of a funk. I'm right? worried about Diaz getting hurt. That 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 worries me because I really like Diaz. Yeah. I think he's uh, he was on pace to hit 40 home runs this year, literally. Mm-hmm. So. Yeah. All right. Well, we'll see what happens. We're we'll, playing the Dodgers tonight against Rich Hill. I'll, another lefty. So we'll see what happens there. I'm stacking the right-handed bats. I was going to say Garcia, fam. <laughs> yeah, Garcia, definitely. 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 He's, definitely he's like 3,100 on FanDuel, by the way. Uh, Robertson's like 2,300. And Meadows. You said Meadows hits lefties well as He's well. hitting 340 against lefties yeah, as so of I like, last. I like, I like that play as well. Too. Yeah, so do I. Uh, pre-game at 6.30, first pitch at 7.10 right here on 10.70. The Zone will be back tomorrow. It's a Thursday. Till then, if we don't see in the future, we'll see in the past year. See y'all. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Jumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to Chumbacasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.